0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Balanced and Empowered Fitness Podcast. Hannah Polly here. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you're all having an awesome week so far. I wanted to apologize for the slight delay in this episode. I have been had this weird lingering sickness where you can probably still hear it in my voice a little bit. My voice probably still sounds a little raspy, but I was coughing mid-sentence, almost every sentence I would say out loud, and I had quite the rasp in my voice. So I didn't want to, of course, do an episode, and you guys have to listen to me hack up along the entire time. So I wanted to wait until you know I was almost 100% better where my voice was hundred percent better. So it's, you know, of course sounded the best you guys could actually understand me and not hear me cough every few words. So I apologize. I'm so happy to be back and really excited to dig in with this episode. And I'm really excited about this episode because people need to hear this and it may ruffle some feathers for some, but for me, that's okay because people need to understand this in the diet culture that we live in. So today I'm just covering the keto diet, right? So I'm going to go over what it is and why it's not a sustainable approach, specific reasons for that. So really, I really would give this full episode a listen. And I'm also going to touch on the very slim cases, reasons where keto would be something to use, but again, that's for very rare cases and it's t- It's typically not for weight loss, it's for like health reasons. Um, like I said, very specific like health disorders that where keto, the ketogenic diet may need to be used like for a short period of time or temporarily to heal symptoms, but that is like a very rare. So I'll go over that as well. The issue with keto is that it's used widely as a weight loss method and general population, 95% of people don't need to do that but yet keto is one of the most popular fad diets out there. And it, it's awful because it's not sustainable and it destroys people's metabolic health, hormone health. I'm going to go into all this. So let's start from the top here. What is a ketogenic diet? Most of you listening to this probably have heard of it or know, or maybe have tried it or are currently doing it, whatever it may be. It is the diet where you don't include carbs. So you can have As many fats as you want. You can have protein, you just cannot have any carbohydrates. And, you know, people do this differently. Some people just straight up eat like fats and that's it fats and some protein and vegetables. Some people track it, whatever it may be. Again, there's still just like no carbs. And let's start with why this is an issue when it's used as like a general weight loss method. So, The first thing with keto is if you hear someone who's doing keto and they're like, oh, I've lost like 10 pounds, whatever it may be. Okay. Perfect. First off, most of that is probably water weight because they're not consuming any carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are what hold water, right? And we need carbs. We'll go over that as well. So a lot of that's water weight. It's not really like body fat, but if people are able to stick to it long enough, which is typically not the case. Yeah, sure. You can lose some body fat, but it's not because you're cutting out carbohydrates. It's because you're in a calorie deficit. Like to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. And so people think that you just have to cut out carbs, how you lose weight. No, it's essentially just lowering your overall calories. So for example, if someone's eating 2000 calories a day, and then they start eating 1600 calories a day, guess what? They're going to start losing weight whether they're eating carbs, proteins, fats, you know, so that my point here is that you can be in a calorie deficit by still eating an adequate amount of carbohydrates, an adequate amount of protein and an, an adequate amount of fats. So you don't have to cut out carbs. Keto only works for people because they're just putting themselves into a calorie deficit. That's it. And this is an issue because the keto diet is not sustainable. I would say 80% of the women I work with have tried it at some point and they had a horrible experience. It was miserable. They couldn't stick to it. They ended up binge eating all these things. And again, that's my issue with it is that it's not, it's not a sustainable approach. Like I'm sorry, but you're not going to cut out carbs the rest of your life. Like it's just not going to happen. It's not needed. You don't need to do that, right? There's different carb- carbohydrates you can eat. There's you know, there's so many benefits to carbohydrates as well. But again, we'll go into that later on in this episode. So that's my first issue is that it's keto diet for most of the population. It's unneeded. And like I said, you can still be in a calorie deficit and still eat a good amount of carbohydrates. (laughs) It's all about just ensuring that you're in that deficit and getting enough of each macronutrient. So the issue with ketogenic not being sustainable is, first off, it can lead to an unhealthy relationship with food. It can lead to binge eating cycles because, again, it goes back to the main point of that this is not sustainable. So ketogenic diets, sure, they can probably work for a short period of time. And when I say work, like, please picture me, like, doing, like, quotation fingers, like, works <laughs> because it's just like... it. it No matter what, if you're eating less, you're gonna lose weight. So it's not like it's not a magic diet method where it's like, oh, I'm not eating carbs, that's why I'm losing weight. It's because you're just eating less food in general. Like, for example, you could still overeat in calories if you're eating too many fats, right? So even if you cut out all your carbs and you're still overconsuming in fats and proteins, you're not gonna lose weight. So it's all about the like, it's not all about like the calorie intake, but that's a big part of it, is ensuring that you're in a calorie deficit. So I hope that makes sense. But back to my main point is, you know, the other issue I've seen a lot with keto is, of course, like I said, it leads to binge eating because you restrict yourself so much, you know, you can't have bread, you can't have bagels, you can't have this or that or this. And it's like, it's just human nature. If we try to restrict ourselves with any type of food, we are more than likely going to end up falling off track. And binge eating on those things that we keep telling ourselves we can't have. You know, what I, the common issue I see with people who try keto is they'll try it, right? They'll try it because so and so said to do it. They lost 10 pounds, yada, yada. So they try it. And I'm not, and again, please also know, I'm not talking down on anyone who tries this. Like, I totally get it. We don't know, we don't know. And it's just, it's just like the really toxic diet culture that we live in that like tells us that this is what we should do. And that's why I'm making this episode because it's, this is not what people should do. So, you know, again, I'm so I'm trying to bring awareness around this topic. So that way you guys or anyone, you know, saves so much time and headache with trying these fad diets, and especially like with keto. So, sorry, I keep, I, I feel very passionate about this. <laughs> I keep going on little side tangents. But like I said, typically if we restrict ourselves with certain foods, we're going to end up usually binge eating on them at some point. And what I, what I said about the people who, the issue that I see people try keto, what happens is they do it, right? They try it. It's a short period of time. And they're like, okay, this is so hard. Like, screw this. I'm over this. So for like a month, maybe they've been eating very low calorie, no carbs. And all of a sudden they just start consuming their normal foods again. And that's an issue because your body has gotten used to this low, way lower amount of calories, right? Your body has gotten somewhat used to not eating a lot of carbohydrates. So as soon as someone starts eating all the normal foods again, oh my gosh, you're going to feel so bloated. You're going to gain all the weight back plus more, and that that's just the vicious cycle of these fad diets. It's, it happens to almost everyone that does them, they, they go in this cycle where they lose weight, they gain it back and more. They, and then they get, jump back on the band on the wagon, right? They jump back on track, they lose weight, and then they gain it back and more because, and it's not that person's fault. It's not your fault. If you've experienced this, it's just the way that these fad diets are set up. It's not sustainable. It doesn't teach you anything. It's not something you can do long-term, right? So that's why this happens. And You know the issue with this too is like with a ketogenic diet. Sometimes it puts people in a very like sometimes people just jump into keto. They have no idea how much they're eating, right? And they just jump into it. They just cut out all their carbs immediately, which probably slashes a ton of calories at first. Which it's not good to take away too many calories at first because I'm going to go into this. I just had, we just did a team call on this the other day about metabolic adaptation. A lot of people don't know the how, like a lot of people, like everyone talks about the metabolism, right? Like my metabolism is slow, but my metabolism does this, but it's like a lot of people don't really know exactly what the metabolism does. Right. And the thing is, it's like, just like everything else in the body, it's trying to keep you alive. So if you're barely feeding your body any calories, any carbohydrates, which typically any type of fad diet just puts you in a really deep calorie deficit, you're probably not eating a ton of food for most. I get this is not the same for everyone. Some people are still eating a good amount of food. They're just not eating carbs. But for those who are like starting to chronically under eat and they lose a lot of weight really quickly. The issue with this is since your metabolism, it's, it's adaptive. So what it does is it, conserves energy to try to keep you alive. So at some point your metabolism gets, I want to say, you know, it, it adapts, it gets in simple terms, it gets used to you eating this low amount of calories, right? So essentially you're maintaining your current physique on such a very low amount of calories. Your, bot- your metabolism is trying to conserve energy to keep you alive. And this is where the issue is because when you get to that point where you fall off track and you start eating go back right back to your normal eating habits and consuming a surplus of calories. Again, you're, because you, your meta, your metabolically adapted that very low calorie intake. This is why people gain all the weight back really quickly and more because your metabolism is down regulated from this. Right? So it's scary. And I just want to explain why that happens. I know I've done a previous podcast on this before, but the, if you haven't listened to that, this is just like a little refresher on the metabolism and that's really sad it's really sad to see women go through this with these fad diet like yo-yo dieting cycles. then also that's really bad for your health to like gain a lot of weight and lose a lot of weight gain a lot of weight lose a lot of weight right that's a lot on your cardiovascular health that's a lot of work extra work that you're putting onto your body so that's why the the right way the sustainable approach is the right way to do things but we're not going to go over that today. Like I said, we're strictly kind of this on keto and and why it's what, you know, most people don't need to be doing. So I hope that makes sense as far as like metabolic adaptation, why people typically after keto, they gain all the weight back and more and it puts you just farther back than where you started, which is so heartbreaking. And another issue I see with this it's very common is, you know, sometimes people will go to the doctor, especially women who are like maybe pre-diabetic or have PCOS you know or just anyone who needs to lose a lot of weight the you know most doctors will say oh eat lower calories like go do keto cut all your carbs right you can eat all the fats you want yada yada so which is bullcrap um and not no offense towards doctors it's just like they they don't typically give the best nutritional advice because they only take one nutrition class in all their years of you know that's not really their job is to tell people how to eat so like i'm not putting them down it's just like the reality of the healthcare system anyway the issue i see with this is so because people are like oh my gosh so i can't eat carbs but i can consume i can have all the cheese that i want i can have all the steak that i want i can have all the burger without a bun that i want but the issue with this is of course with your red meats like you know saturated and trans fats so in things like steaks and steaks okay in moderation you know steak isn't the worst like you know burgers, bacon, all these cheeses that they're just over-consuming daily because they're allowed to have these things, right? And the issue with that is, first off, fats contain a lot of calories per gram. So if someone's overdoing it on all these things, which not everyone is, everyone's a little different on how they experience a keto diet, but first off, you can still not lose weight if you're over-consuming in fats and protein, right? Because you're not in deficit, but issues with you, a lot of women or people who do keto, they end up having health concerns, you know, higher cholesterol levels, you know, higher blood pressure. And that's because they're consuming so many calories from these unhealthy sources, all of these, all of these issues with consuming these high saturated fats, because that's all they're, you know, quote unquote, allowed to have. And the thing with, like, the keto diet is, like, most people don't resort to, like, the healthy fat sources, like, avocado or, like, natural peanut butters or peanuts or almond butter, you know, things like that. Or, like, eggs, they're doing things like... know the red meats and the cheeses and the bacon and stuff right because this is human nature and if someone doesn't have any guidance with nutrition of course like you know they're like well hell yeah i'm gonna eat this if i can have this you know so that's the issue is that it also impacts your overall health as well especially when if it's overdone in the wrong types of type of fat choices and a lot of times too that's where like food quality comes into mind because again It's not healthy to cut out carbohydrates and eat an overconsumption of saturated fats. That's not healthy. And that's not the way to lose weight. So common issue that I've seen, and it breaks my heart to see that because that's a whole other thing. Not only are you like stuck at this place, where you're not eating carbs and like you're like sick of it, but also now your overall health has declined in a way because now you have higher cholesterol or higher blood pressure than you did before. So... (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, and those are just a few of the many reasons why this isn't for everyone. And like, and again, it's not needed for most people. Like I said, weight loss, what it comes down to is a calorie deficit. But of course, like, you know, we want to make sure that we have enough of each macronutrient. You know, we want to have enough protein. We want to have enough of the right carbohydrates, right? We want to have enough of the healthy fats. Like all these things, all these different macronutrients have a specific function for your body. So you completely cutting out carbohydrates, you're missing out on a lot of the benefits that carbohydrates entail. So let's go over the special cases in which maybe the ketogenic diet, keto diet would be used or would be helpful now this is more in like the functional health realm and you know I'm learning more and more about this but the thing with this is like even if it has to be used and and again this is typically not you this is for very special cases right for people who have like some type of health disorder or something where maybe they need to do this it's typically not for a long period of time though so you know like I said certain like health conditions, like sometimes even when people have gut dysbiosis, where they, like their gut microbiome is imbalanced and there's some gut issues there, sometimes like the keto- ketogenic diet, you know, can be helpful, but it's very short term because not because they're trying to lose weight, but because they're trying to fix that gut dysbiosis, right? Or if someone has like candida, which is like the overgrowth of you know, harmful, bad bacteria in your gut. Sometimes they have to do a more ketogenic approach, kind of cut out those carbohydrates, but the certain type of carbs, right? They have to lower the intake of carbohydrates they're eating to help fix that. And like I said, it's not, the thing about this, like it's not used for a weight loss purpose, you know, most likely. And again, in functional medicine and functional health, There are certain cases where, you know, and and things outside of this, I'm sure there's other things like health conditions and things that people have that maybe they have to do something this extreme just to help fix that issue and resolve the underlying issue. Right. But it's not something they're going to have to do forever. So I hope that makes sense. Again, keto is trash for like general weight loss purposes, because it doesn't set, usually doesn't set people up for success. Um, But I will say for keto, that it can be helpful short term in some of those cases that I just mentioned. So um, that's why I always like to mention it because, you know, maybe someone knows someone like, oh my gosh, keto, like completely saved me. It helped me so much through this, but people hear that and they think, oh, I should do that, you know, but it's like most of the time it's not needed for like a weight loss and like 99% of the time it's not needed for a weight loss. So I wanted to explain that because a lot of people people don't know that either and you know keto was actually used in like the 1920s to treat epilepsy so that's kind of where it came about um but somehow some way it became a very popular trend to lose weight and again if you're someone who does keto or knows someone who does it I'm not putting of course I'm not putting you down or nothing I'm just trying to get information out there because of the toxic diet culture that we live in and knowing like hey you don't have to doesn't have to be this way <laughs> it doesn't have to be this way you don't like a lot of people think getting fit and being healthy means to just like you have to be miserable and that's not what it should look like you know and like in cases too where women have pcos you know where they have insulin resistance where their body pretty much doesn't absorb and utilize carbohydrates the way someone who doesn't have pcos right so a lot of times and like in like people who are like pre-diabetic or who are diabetic like a lot of times people like oh you just can't eat carbs you can't eat carbohydrates like you just need to cut them all out forever and again that's not sustainable even for someone who's diabetic that is not sustainable and the thing with this is like this is sort of like off topic of keto but it's the type of carbohydrates for these type of people right We, for someone who's diabetic, of course, we don't want to eat a a surplus of carbohydrates that are spiking your insulin. Of course, we don't want that. But yes, you can have, for most cases, I've worked with women who are diabetic and pre-diabetic. You can absolutely have carbohydrates in moderation. Sure. You might not maybe consume as many as someone who doesn't have diabetes or pre-diabetes or um, PCOS, but it's everyone's a little different, literally it's so different for each person, the right carbohydrates have so many benefits, right? Carbohydrates that don't spike your insulin, right? Complex carbohydrates that are slower to digest, you know, vegetables, brown rice, oatmeal, quinoa, whole grains, things like that. So there's a, so there's such a misconception. And it's the same thing with PCOS. Again, it's going to look a little different. Of course, we're not trying to do a bunch of refined sugars or carbs and baked goods and things like that that you know that's a completely different type of carbohydrate versus like sweet potatoes and oatmeal and things that are slow to digest and can actually have numerous benefits you know district like numerous benefits numerous nutrients helps with digestion helps with brain function i mean the list goes on so like these these this is just what's not talked about enough and carbs just have this really bad reputation. And it's like, yes, there are, you know, I I never like to label food as good or bad, never, ever, but there's definitely like healthier carbohydrates and there's definitely more unhealthy carbohydrates. Right. And so of course, for someone who experiences anything with, you know, pre-diabetic or PCOS, like, yes, we have to be more specific on those carb choices. It's not just about like Calories in, calories out. We have to be really specific on like the food choices in moderation. You know, Um, for the most part. Like I said, I've had clients that are pre-diabetic who ate a good amount of carbs. They just, you know, we we found a way to do the right carbohydrates and lost fifty pounds, and all glucose levels are normal now. You know, while eating carbs that entire time. Whereas if she went to the doctor or someone, you know, they'd say, "Oh, you can't eat carbs." And again, like that's just not realistic, like it's not something that people, most people can do forever, right, and, and if you're completely cutting out carbohydrates for that long of a time, which is very rare for someone to do, for someone to do that, you're missing out on numerous benefits as well, and like you're your body composition is going to look so different. You know, we, for most women, I'd say we all want that toned look, right. We want nice arms, nice legs, like a, a nice round booty. <laughs> Maybe you guys don't want a booty as big as mine and that's fine. But I'm saying in general, that's like, <clears throat> that's like, you know, what people think. And I don't want people to think, Oh, if I eat carbs, I'm going to get like a big bubble butt, like, like Hannah, like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, in general, we want that like toned look, right. <clears throat> And, um, and of course, like if you do want the round bubble, but like, you know, like I'm always striving for, yes, we need all the carbohydrates, but again, most people aren't striving for that goal. But what I'm saying is to get that toned look in your arms and your legs, carbs are needed for you to be able to push yourself in strength training workouts and be able to build that muscle tone. Muscle equals toned. That's what, whenever you say toned, it means if you want to be toned, more toned, it means you want more muscle. And that's completely different than like bodybuilder muscles. So, and we need carbohydrates to do that. Anyway, a little bit of a side tangent, but I hope that that makes sense Um, of again, why the keto diet, again, it's not the sustainable approach and why it typically doesn't set people up for success. And the thing with keto too, is like, it doesn't have any, like, there's no education or lifestyle based factors there. So like, if you just start keto, it's like, okay, you're not eating carbs, but like, what about like, how much water are you drinking? Right. Are you sleeping well at night? Like what's your digestion look like? All these things that like, are just not with the keto diet versus working with like a coach or like a nutritionist who really knows their stuff. And is not only helping you with the food side of things, but also the lifestyle factors side of things. Right. You would not believe how much of stress. And lack of sleep and like our stress hormones and all these things, how much it impacts our progress? Like it's it's a whole other thing. We could do a whole other topic on this. But it's just so important to, you know, when it comes to weight loss, you don't want to like there's no shortcuts. There's really not. There's no shortcuts. And you have to think anytime you jump into some type of program or something, you have to like there's a few things you need to ask yourself, like, you know, is this something I can do long term? Is this something I can picture myself doing still? 10 years from now, am I going to learn anything from this? Right. You have to like, the thing with like weight loss is like, if you have 10 pounds, 20 pounds to lose, that's great. You know, once you lose that, the thing is, is like, you have to keep up with what you've been doing to keep that weight off. You can't just lose the weight and then be like, okay, go back to your old eating habits. Cause that's like, like we talked about earlier, that's how you're going to gain the weight all the way back and more. So like I said, you have to find something that not only is a sustainable approach something like okay, like hell yeah, I could do this forever. This is actually realistic, and you have to be realistic with yourself, you know. <laughs> and second, is it going to teach me things? And because that's so important, because you know, with this, with weight loss or whatever physique goal you're trying to achieve, it's a lifestyle. Like you can't just stop. You know, it's something that you have to commit to, and over time, doing it day after day and putting in the reps day after day, that's help. That's what helps build these habits that you need to stick to long-term and it becomes something when you do it the right way, it becomes something that you enjoy where it's like, oh my God, I couldn't picture my life without this because it makes me feel so good. You know, you change your daily habits, your days look completely different eating wise and lifestyle factor wise than it did like before you lost the weight. Like that's what it should always look like and it should continue that way. So yeah. And I wanted to cover too. last part of this episode is I recently had a client and she's a very rare case so she actually did keto for five years and like of course like she still had carbs here and there you know like if she went on trips like it wasn't but like for the most part like 90 percent of the time she was doing like ketogenic diet and so and she's had three kids she's amazing um and you know she came to me because she wanted you know she kind of felt stuck she's like I have like I want to lose like this baby weight and she was at a standstill and and like we've known each other forever and she's like you know I know that you're so against keto she's like you know I know that like she knew like that she needed to change her ways like she knew that the keto was not the way to go but honestly she stuck to it like I've never heard of anyone else sticking to keto diet as long as she has she's very dedicated to what she does And yeah, she did, you know, she lost weight after her um, last pregnancy, but still it was sort of, she was sort of stuck there, right. For a while. So she wanted to lose like an extra, like 10 pounds um, and just help lose like the baby weight. And like, she really wanted to tone up. So anyway, she comes to me, she started in July. And so, like I said, again, she was full blown keto. Right. So (laughs) I love it because I had her track her food for like a week. And so her calories were at a good place, right? Of course, her fats were very high, protein was pretty good, carbs were very, 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 very low. And but she was still eating a decent, like like she wasn't like chronically under-eating, right? So essentially what we did was I just switched her macros around. We I lowered the calories slightly. She's eating way more carbs. She's eating more than her body weight and carbs, by the way. Um, she's eating body weight protein, and like I lowered her fats and here she is let's see July August September October November and again she didn't have like a ton of weight to lose either like I said she really just wanted to lose that last stubborn like 10 pounds and here she is eating more carbs daily than she has literally in the last five years she's lost the 10 pounds that she wanted to And she has completely changed her body composition. Her arms are so toned, so lean. Her core is getting so toned, so lean. Her legs, her glutes. I mean, she looks phenomenal. And she's been pushing herself in the gym. And that's the thing too, is like now that she has these carbohydrates, she's able to push herself so much more in workouts. And that has made the biggest difference in her physique. So it's really cool to see, Wow, she went from ketogenic diet to now eating over her body weight and carbohydrates daily. And- she's lost 10 pounds and is looking and feeling the best that she feels like she ever has. And like her relationship with food has like healed so much. And just goes to show that keto is not the magic answer. (laughs) It's really not. It's all about, again, making sure that you're in a calorie deficit and giving yourself enough of each macronutrient. And that's going to look a little different. Again, for someone who doesn't struggle with PCOS or isn't pre-diabetic or, you know, has any type of like insulin resistance, whatever it may be, you know, that's going to look different for someone that doesn't deal with any of those things, but still for most people, like it's, they can have carbohydrates. It's just like the, the types and making sure like it's a, you know, controlled amount, making sure that you're getting enough protein, enough of like the right fats, like, you know, it, and it's, it's not rocket science. There's a lot that goes into it, but that's why having a coach can help so much with helping you break these down and, and doing it the sustainable way. So it's just really cool to see her coming from a ketogenic approach to, now eating a way more amount of carbs, more protein, less fats, but overall lower calories, a little bit lower than she was consuming. Um, so we just, that's how I put her in calorie deficit was just made a little bit lower than what she was consuming. And she's freaking killing it and looks and feels so amazing. She was like, just so shocked. She was so nervous to eat carbs. She's like, I'm, she's like, I was nervous. It was going to like slow me down and make me feel, Oh, like, her body responded so well. Cause she eats the right carbohydrates. you know, she's not eating candy and and baked goods every single day, right? She's eating the carbohydrates we talked about earlier, you know, rice, potatoes, like sweet potatoes, white potatoes, you know, uh, oatmeal, like whole grain bread, whole whole wheat wraps, like things like that. Fruits, veggies, you know, things that the type of carbohydrates that are really good for you and that are typically loaded with nutrients. So, so yeah, I wanted to share her a little story because I think that is really cool and so good for those of you to see who maybe listen to this who are doing keto or maybe have thought about trying it. Like again, it's it's just typically not needed. It's really not. And I hope this brings some insight on why. And like I said, if you're doing it, no offense at all. This is just like from my experience and research and over the years of helping clients, like it's just It's not needed most of the time. Like you couldn't totally have your carbohydrates still the right types. Of course, you can have the, you know, the other fun types within moderation, you know, it's all about moderation and um, portion control. So, so anyway, guys, I hope this episode was helpful. This topic I could go on and on about. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because it's something that I see. I see it all over Facebook all the time. Like I started keto and it's a coach in me. Like I have to say like, you know, you don't have to do it that way. (laughs) But um, but as always, if you guys like this episode, please please leave a five star review. If you're on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, a five star review and like a a, cut, a written review is always so helpful for me. Um, if you know someone who maybe this could help, please send this to them. Share to your story. Um, I really appreciate it. Every single share, every review makes such a difference. And um, and I'm always like always welcome feedback. You know, please shoot me a message. If there's ever anything that you're confused on that I said, or you have more questions about my, my socials are linked down below the podcast page, my page, please shoot me a message. And I'm always happy to answer questions, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope this was insightful and helpful and I will see you guys next episode.